Welcome to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com, where we discover the communities that are making a difference in the lives of others. Our self-discovery is something we are all making on our life's journey. Here you will find the people that will be your guidance, that will be your inspiration, that will be there for you in support on your journey of life. Do enjoy. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Their Story Matters right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I am your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest today is Rebecca Joy. She lives in Costa Rica, lucky girl. But this, uh, this beautiful lifestyle that she has right now, which is a great deal of helping people through their journey of life with hypnosis and um, NLP and uh, um, EFT and massage, etc. But before she found her path, where did she begin? Well, she began living in a cult along with her family. And at some point she realized, I don't want to live here anymore. I want to leave and have my own life and make my own decisions. But what did that entail? She had to leave a life that's all she'd ever known. And she was unprepared for the life that was to come. And it didn't have a smooth road. There was a lot that she had to learn. But one of the biggest lessons that she learned was placing that value on her own choice, on her own life, on her own decision making. So as she stepped out of the cult and into her own life, she had to step back into herself to discover who she was, where she was going, what she wanted, and uh, who she was, which is a big one. Welcome to the show, Rebecca. Hi, Sarah. Thank you for inviting me. Now, the cult life, of course, when we watch it on TV, it's always vinylized and it's, it's always people being there, held against their will, uh, people brainwashed, uh, no individual um, decision making, you know, kind of basically one person pulling the strings. Was it like that for you? Um, yeah, actually, um, when people are in a cult, they don't even know that they're in a cult. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and that means even the lives that we're having, we think that our life is normal. It does, it's usually not normal. It's what we're comfortable with. So when I was in the middle of it, like they, they would tell us things like, oh, you can leave anytime you want. You know, but, we're, but if I were to leave, there's no place to go to. They mm -hmm. already they close all contacts in the outside world. So where are you supposed to go? Yeah. But nevertheless, when you're in the cult, when you're in the middle of something, the, you know, the first thing you think is like, no, I'm not in the cult. This is of my choice. But when you get out, then you realize the whole thing is totally crazy <laughs> yes well it's it's rather you know like a, a child growing up in a household you know you think you think yeah. the way you're being brought up is just the way it is everywhere yeah you don't know exactly. there's anything different right until you yeah. expose that so if you were in this cult and and everything was just you know normal for normal culture's day life why did you want to leave what was going on there that you felt i don't belong misery <laughs> <laughs> One word. I, I was so miserable. And, and it was kind of interesting because, you know, in the cult, you're brainwashed to believe um, that's what I'm supposed to do. I, from the day I was born till I was um, a young adult, um, that's all I knew. And so, you know, to, to, to leave, it was like there was so much guilt in it. Mm. And, you know, it's a very religious, was a religious cult. Most cults have some kind of a a religious point of view so you're kind of stuck to believing one way and um yeah so there was a battle in the mind you know like i hate this i don't want to be here you know this I, I this is horrible i'm in so much pain I, I don't know if i would have used the word pain because at the time at the time i didn't even know how to feel right they were so controlled with the emotions mm -hmm. so i couldn't identify the pain but it was so much pain yes <laughs> now know? you know what it is yeah yeah <laughs> And, um, and there was a battle in the mind, you know, like, okay, God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that I want to leave. I don't want to be here. Please forgive me for my, my, you know, sins, mm. you know, like, like it's a guilt in the mind, yeah. you know, battle that you have to kind of figure out how you're going to be able to do it with, you know, how you're going to do it, even though you feel guilty leaving. Right. Yes. You know, was there an expectation that by a certain age you should be married and have more children to keep the cult going? Um, 
No, not so much that. It wasn't about being married and stuff. It was more like, you know, you're giving yourself to to God. I, I was um, the second generation. There's the first generation who joined the cult, and it was during the um, 1968. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a small group, and they got bigger and bigger during the hippie era. You mm-hmm. know, at the time, they just wanted looking for the answer, the, the utopia of, yeah. you know, way of thinking. And, um, and then I was born um, a few years later. Um, well, say not that time. My, my parents, one um, joined in, in around 1969 and the other one was 1972 or something and a few years later than right. that I was right. born. <laughs> so literally all the life that you've ever known. Now, yeah. here you are, you're knowing you're, you're miserable, you know, feeling mm-hmm. guilty for wanting to leave. Uh, mm-hmm. clearly there must have been you know a, a lot of love around you but then how would you know you know whether it was real love not love because you had nothing to base it from yeah you know, well that's true the way our mind is we only know what, what yeah. we have inside of ourselves yes but what was funny was I mean this when I talk about this this is like when I was more a teenager mm-hmm. you know everybody talked about love oh I love you oh I love yes. you yes <laughs> But there was no love. It was all judgment. Uh. There's something wrong with you. You know, so it was a very confusing word of what love was. Mm. Yeah, you know, love the rules, obey the rules. And if you fall out yeah, of that, then you're, you're yeah, no, no. And it, you know, <laughs> and if you, you know, have a thought of your own, you're going against God's will. Yeah. 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 And you know, that is kind of religion, you know per se and and this is obviously not what god wanted us to have this was yeah, you know this I was the, yeah the human doctrine and it was it's a way of keeping people in control so Absolutely, you know 100%. and and that that's the problem with religion should be you know your relationship with god and if you go into a house of god that is only to extend and camaraderie with the other energies of love because god yeah. is love and any love, yeah. any time that there is um, a but or you know a condition attached to that, yeah, then, then it's a question, it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, uh, I know I wouldn't survive very well in there. Um, oh, <laughs> 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 uh, always been a bit too defiant for things like that. But you know how you know you know that you were going out to nothing. You didn't even know what was out there because all you knew your own little world. You know, um, finally need the courage to say, I'm going. What is the reaction from You don't it? think about courage, though, at the time. You right. See now it was courageous yes. to do that. And, and I'm not the only one. There's a lot, right. there's other people from, you know, my generation who's left and their stories are just amazing, you know, but we're talking about my story. Okay? Yes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you don't think about courage at the moment. You're feeling guilt and you're feeling like I'm doing this because I have to because I'm, I'm just feeling so much you know, misery that, mm. that I have to do this. But later um, on, you realize, wow, what have yeah. I, I done? <laughs> but do, do they kind of understand you're miserable or just they just can't comprehend why you're miserable? Well, the, what they would do um, is that they would... Like, if you think about this, it's like so crazy. But, okay, so, so anything you, you, you would communicate through um, letters a lot of times. They didn't have emails. Later on, they had these, before emails, they had a way of communicating. I don't remember what they called it before emails. But, um, Snail mail. <laughs> um, but they had that. So people, well, they, what I remember most of the time was they would write with people that they, they care about, whether your family, if you're away from your family or friends or people like that. You didn't, I never really had friends, but it was people that you knew mm-hmm. because we always moved. I, the, the longest time that I ever remember was being in one place for two years. The average was a few months to a year to a year and a half. That was like, you know, so, so you, you, you were very much like either, you know, the nomads or the, you know, the carnies that, uh, you know, the, the caravans that are constantly yeah, moving. Well, what, what did, what, I mean, okay, when I was in the United States and I was a little younger, um, we were actually in a trailer. And that, that time I was actually with our family for five years. That was the longest where our family were together. We were in a trailer and we would travel on different parts of the United States in Mexico. <laughs> Mexico was like my favorite place to go to. It was just it was such an amazing experience. Because it's so alive. 
the, uh, it was just really cool that the local people became mm -hmm. friends and they take us to these amazing places. It was really amazing. I was seven years old. Yes. <laughs> An introduction to what goes on outside. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could say it that way. Yeah. Um, but nevertheless, that was the longest time that we had our family together. And then we went to Japan when I was nine years old. I was actually trying to calculate the exact time. I think I was nine years old, maybe 10, but I think it was nine. And, um, you know, leaders wanting to take my dad to go to this place they would move us to different places and that's where we were always moving and, mm -hmm. and even before we went on the trailer we were always moving too mm -hmm. i don't know if i'm kind of forgetting the question and you're asking uh, we, we, i mean that is that it's a point you know because one kind of thinks a cult is in a compound but you were like a religious traveling cult trying well, to convert we people it. yeah that that did happen mm -hmm. <laughs> there's some stories interesting stories with that too but um when we went to Japan, we would move to different homes, and the homes were a big amount of people. Um, the I think the the longest I can't remember how many people in some of the big homes, but definitely 150 people once we were in Nicoya, mm. and then another one that was outside of Tokyo. Um, that might have been even more, but I don't remember. It was huge. It was it was huge. Um, so just a question here. How old were you when you finally had your own bedroom? Hmm. <laughs> I have to think about that. <laughs> um, I think when I left, I think. Yeah. I Never to have your own remember. space. You know, we were talking about space before we went on to the show and how we need that space sometimes. Maybe that's why I love my <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. You know, because it's, uh, you know, it's, you grew up constantly in crowds. Yeah, at 26 years old, I got my own apartment and um, that was my first. It was such a beautiful freedom mm -hmm. feeling. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you've moved around the world with this religious cult and... Um, you know, when we're converting, and this kind of reminds me of a movie, um, uh, Come Sunday. It's a true story. It's on Netflix. And uh, it's a, a black pastor of, um, you know, the come to Jesus type religion. And uh, he has a huge following, black and white, huge following. And, uh, but everything is if, if Jesus, if you haven't come to Jesus, you're going to go to hell. That's the basis of the religion. And it didn't matter who you were. And he was watching rwanda the the travesty in rwanda and watching all these children being slaughtered and saying but this you know they haven't had a chance to come to jesus they're not going to go to hell and god wouldn't do that to them and when he brought it up with his congregation they all turned against him so mm -hmm. the kind of religion you were in was it kind of quite fanatic in its belief yeah um i don't know exactly the the was it a movie or a series it's a movie um, it's a very movie. i think you probably would relate to it in, in a lot of ways mm -hmm. of the control you know yeah. and and the the dogma of that church mm -hmm. uh, and it's it yeah. is about what i say goes and there is no variation <laughs> and yeah um and you know with how he turned away from it because of it because he didn't see yeah. the there but it's, um, yeah, I remember when I was in Japan, I was like that. I, I was like, you know, going out there and having to sell things in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. and it would help us with the organization, but also just to, you know, preach, you know, the, the gospel of what they, what they believed in. And um, I, I questioned that inside of my mind. Like, why, why is that? Like, what if a baby dies? Or yes. Go to hell? It yes. doesn't make any sense. Or what about these, you know, you know, Buddhist or mm -hmm. people from another country that they didn't have that chance, you know, what, you know, how could they be, you know, be judged that way? So I definitely questioned as a kid, as a kid, but it wasn't somebody that I could really talk to. About right. It right. No, certainly not within the fold, you know, and, the, you know, yeah. when you look at it, there are a lot of religions say, and my religion is the only religion. My God is the only mm -hmm. God. And, you know, yeah. really what it is, it's your interpretation of what God is. Yeah, right sure, yeah. and yeah. you know the thing is we can invite people to mm -hmm. see it from our perspective but we have no right to condemn yeah, people if they don't and or, so, or, you, know, you know where do we have a right to think that we're right right exactly yes we can share like I've, I've had a really deep 
emotional journey after I left to try to find peace in my my life well, I wasn't looking for peace I was looking for love but in the process peace came yes 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 <laughs> you know but, peace is um, love <laughs> yeah well I was looking for you know a romantic love because yeah. I never felt love in the mm. cult and so I was looking to I wanted to feel love inside of me and mm. it was very painful any person that I was close to when, when I left it was mm -hmm. very confusing and my book talks a lot about that right yes yeah um but um what was i saying about oh love mm -hmm. <laughs> you know that what was some love peace oh yeah so i was looking for love but in the process i peace is what i really got because mm -hmm. love it, and that's what you're saying yeah. real love yes. real love that's within ourselves is peace yes right. yeah. yeah no i mean you know, uh, I, I know the Amish, they give the kids a choice. They can go out into the world for a year and then they have to come back. Or if they don't choose to come back after that year, that's it. They're excommunicating. I mean, how was it for you when you said, I'm going? How did you go? You had no money. You didn't know where to go. Mm -hmm. You know, what What did you actually do? I could kind of see you with a stick with a little handkerchief thing on, on the end of it, kind of walking yeah, um... out there. <laughs> So my mind was made up that I was going to leave, but I didn't know how. Right. And I have a chapter in my book about it, which doesn't go into the details into the future, all that stuff. I gave a little bit of details on that one. And basically, um, I, I, so one of these um, cult people had to um, bring their, how do I say this? <laughs> okay, these two cult people, the couple, were in, that I was staying at their place in Miami, um, they were going taking their brother who are not cult cult people but of course they didn't know they didn't say they were cult i don't know how to explain yeah, this exactly yeah. they were cult people but they didn't know that they were cult people You're right and they were inviting their brother who was from brazil and they needed a, a, a another female to go to hang around so i was like I was like, oh yeah, let me get out of here. Cause mm -hmm. I, I was, you're always at the home. You never go anywhere. You don't go out and party. You don't meet people. Mm -hmm. You don't do those kind of things, but this is an opportunity to go out. And in the process, short story was, um, there was a band and I started talking to the band and he gave me, he asked for my number, but I didn't have a number because <laughs> The number is secret, secret number, right? <laughs> you know, and at that time they had emails, and so I gave him my email. He thought it was strange, which it was, but that's the only way to communicate. We started communicating, and that was my kind of my way to get out. But I knew it wasn't enough, and so I did talk to my dad about it, and that's exactly what I told him. The story about the the Amish. I said they have an opportunity to get out. You never gave me an opportunity to go out. That you don't to go see if this is what I want. I want to see what's out there. Yes. <laughs> and so he was like, well, and, and my dad didn't have the full power of it, but he knew a lot of people outside. Mm -hmm. And so I could like possibly stay at another place or do something. I had like, it, it was, a, it was a possible way to get out. And so, you know, I talked to my dad about it. I said, you know, please just give me a year. Let me see to see what's out there. I want to see if this is what I want, you know? And he, he, he said, okay. He said, he said, all right. Well, um, he gave me a few options. You know, not a place. What happened I stay? Um, I can't remember how it worked exactly, but you know, how, how I had to get his permission about that because I needed to have a, a way out if necessary. Right. Um, maybe I needed support because if this were to work out with this guy that, that, which is that exactly happened. For two months. Yes. <laughs> it was your exit strategy. <laughs> it was like, it didn't last long, yeah. but it was at least it was a way to kind of like jump out. And just yes. Like, yeah. Just, right into the, into the deep waters. Yes. <laughs> into the, into this world of, yeah. you know, confusion. <laughs> right. And straight into a band music. I mean, yes. I mean, there could have been a gentle thing, but no, you went straight into the deep waters. So, but I mean, that's, yeah. you know, I think kind of the way to do it sometimes because you, you either sink or you swim and if you oh. swim. Oh, I remember what happened. I remember now. Okay, so, so when I started communicating with this, this guy on the phone, you know, back and forth at this home that I was staying, they said to me, Where's your, who are you talking to? You know, and I was just like, um, just somebody. And he goes, was it that guy you met at the, you know, at the bar when they you know, I was at the third party to, to, to meet me and everything? And I said, yes, you can't talk to him anymore, you know? 
And, and that's where I went and talked to my dad to ask because I realized if I was going to stay in that home, I'd be stuck there for, for right. I never have that opportunity. So, so he kind of agreed to the year, uh, but when that year came and went, you know, what, are you allowed to still see your family or are you excommunicated? No, no. All my family has left actually in all uh -huh. different timings. Right. I was actually the third person who left my younger sister she left first my younger brother he left second and I was the third yeah I, I had a five had a five-year-old child so it was a little more difficult for me mm, yes yes and they, you know they were all single so it was a little easier move I was a single mom with a five-year-old child so did you take really your child with you oh yeah of course <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> there's no there's no he was all I had <laughs> yes exactly exactly and you know, obviously, you know, whoever you had the child with, the, the, you know, love wasn't based there, you know, um, whatever was around there. Because if there was that love, you wouldn't be wanting to leave. Yeah, can you, can you answer that again? Can you say that again? I kind of missed it. Wasn't uh, the, the father of the child. If there had truly oh. been love there, you, you know, you wouldn't be seeking love. So, other, you know, you yeah. wouldn't want to leave. Well, we never, we never lived together. It, it was such a, excuse me, word, F up. Yes. <laughs> um, situation in the cult that you can, it's hard to even describe it as that. He also was a second generation. He was born into it as well. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of, we never really lived together. We just, you know, kept, it's, it's a long story with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, just the exploration and, and here's the little one. And, but I mean, obviously for your little one, the adjustment a kid will follow their parents and if the parents are happy, the kid will be happy. And of course, you know, obviously you were up and down quite a bit initially, you know, a couple of yeah. months with the, with the band guy, but then, you know, from there, where do you go? What do you do? You know, um, what do you do about a job? You know, um, what kind of schooling have you had? You know, oh, do you yeah. have credentials, you know, all of that. Oh, yeah. yeah it, Even that, a social security was... number. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's really funny because that's one thing is the social security. Most people, when you're like, by the time you're 16, 18 uh -huh. years old, you knew the number. And when I finally left, I didn't even know my social security number. <laughs> you know, I had to, me, all of a sudden I had to remember my number. I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, the real world. Bank account, didn't know how to open yeah. bank accounts. Right. Yeah. Anything when you get out of, out yeah. of the, you know, the, that world. And, in in um, a lot of yeah. ways, it's, it's like a, it's somebody who comes, a refugee from another country, you know. Yeah, it could be in a way. You know, they, except, have, they have nothing. Except they may have a good foundation when they're young, where I didn't have yeah. that. I mean, yeah. in some ways, I, I had a foundation, like, I knew my parents loved me. Yes. It's just not the way that a child would want to be loved. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Kind of their faith came first. And it was love yeah. under that umbrella. Yeah. And How the cult is, is, is training people, whatever the cult leaders are telling, they have to follow. Right. You don't have exactly. the, your parents to support you. So your parents are out now? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and have you had discussions with them? Because you know, obviously they spent a great deal of their lives in that as adults, like they chose to yeah. go into it. Now being out, you know, what's their perspective of it now? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't even blame my parents because my mom, she was 18 years old. She yeah. had problems at home. You know, what can yes. an 18 year old really know? You know, yeah. my dad, he was 22. I mean, he was a little older, but still, I mean, we're 22. What is yeah. 18 year old capable of doing? You know, right. I, I'm very, I forgive them for that. And I don't think they really intentionally did that. Yeah. But there was a lot of anger that I, had to work through with them. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. But now they're out of it. You know, how are they seeing life from a different perspective? Um, so as a, as a, my mom, she, it was very hard for her, you know, like what she had done to her children. And um, my dad, his personality is more like, you know, he wants to be happy and everything's positive all the time. And that's that part of me is I don't follow that anymore, just being positive, everything's yeah. so perfect. I want to be authentic, Yeah. <laughs> you know? But um, I have a good relationship with my dad now. It was hard at first, but I have mm -hmm. a good relationship with him now. So um, at first, when I would talk about, you know, you know, we were in a cult, he goes, don't say that. That's not a cult. Like, in the first mm -hmm. few years, it was yes. like a lot of resistance, and we yeah. fight about it, you know. And 
um, I think it was probably like maybe three or four years ago, he finally said to me, he goes, yeah, he call, called the word a cult. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> finally <laughs> woken up. <laughs> yeah, he came, I guess he came to a realization. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe, you know, that is, that's how people get caught up in cults. They don't realize it's a cult. It's a calling. Mm -hmm. It's exactly. a community, you know, and, you know, they just don't kind of call it this other word. What you're talking about, it's a place of love, you know, and so. Yeah, it, it's fake. It's yeah. all fake. <laughs> and, you know, the, in my journey, what, how I see it now is that, you know, people like people would, I used to ask me like a lot, like, well, how, how do people join a cult? You know, well, I'd always say, well, I can't say for sure because it wasn't something I joined. Yep. It was something I was you know, born into. into. Yeah. But I, I believe it's people who are not whole, don't mm. see the wholeness of themselves. So they have to go outside of themselves to feel worthy or feel purpose or whatever, but it's all power comes within ourselves. And that's yeah. why people need to find that. If you want to make sure that you're not into a cult, don't hate something, don't right. resist things, just find the wholeness that we have within ourselves. And that's, you know, that is the journey of life, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's, that is the self-discovery of, you know, who am I? What am I here to do? What is the meaning of life to me? And what yeah. is my contribution? And that's, you know, that's how yeah. we explore life in, in that discovery. And, and for you, knowing that this cult was not it for you, it was stifling mm -hmm. you, you know, you were, you know, it was for you, I think, a survival. If, if I don't go, I'll probably perish. Yeah, well, I, I'm I'm not going to be able to live. I will never be able to function myself. Because yeah, I don't know how to describe the, this so much misery in myself. Like there was so much. Well, there was so much I, being suppressed. Oh yeah. You sure. weren't allowed to express who you were or anything. You oh, had yeah. to follow follow the orders, which, which is you know again the religious. You must follow duty yeah. bound to to the God. And yeah. God forbid you should have a private thought or you should have an expression of self. <laughs> oh, yeah. So there's, there's, um, okay, so, so the cult leader, his name was David Berg, and I never met him. And the only people who, knew, who actually met him was the people who joined in the very, very beginning. Mm -hmm. And everything else, he went up and left and hid because he had his, you know, he had his fears of everything. So he would write and he would send it to all the followers and we would um would, would listen to it and follow it whatever he had to say that's pretty pretty amazing if somebody can actually do that pretty in a horrible horrible way no well i mean like you know look at some of the most horrific leaders in the world that they have they, it's a kind of a charisma yeah it's a charisma yeah. of of getting people to follow that kind yeah. of leadership is they don't go and do things themselves they get people to follow and follow instructions and do for yeah. them, right? Yeah, and that's like going back to being the wholeness of who we are, that yeah. we don't need to follow anything. Exactly. Our, our compass is in ourselves to tell yeah. us where, what we should, what we should, what's right for ourselves and not following. So anyway, it's not like he, he used to write a, these Mo letters or these um, GNs were, were good news. These were only followers would, follow, would, would read, would nobody outside would read them. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the some of the letters they would have would be called backslider beware. You know, people would be afraid to backslide. <laughs> or another one. The wrath of gone. Yes. Yeah, it's just like like the only fear, fear. Yes, fear. yes, fear sales, and, fear controls. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. If there's anything that we can do is, you know, free ourselves from the fears for sure. Mm. Um, and the other one was sensitivity. It was about sensitivity. And I was probably one of, I don't say the most, I haven't met every other person, but I was like one of the most sensitive, emotional sensitive people mm -hmm. in there. And it talks about sensitivity was pride and pride was from the devil, you know? And so, oh my God, the torture I felt inside of myself right. that I was not comfortable within myself because of my sensitivity. So just showing about how we were not allowed to feel, how, how suppressed mm. our feelings were. Yeah, no permission, no permission to be. I mean, you know, everybody in life has been seeking a permission to be themselves. And the thing is, we don't yeah. need permission from anyone to be ourselves. Yeah. It's expected of us 
to find ourselves and bring ourselves yeah. forth. We don't need anyone's permission for that. <laughs> right. Yeah. But if this is where, you know, these leaders, whether a cult or, you know, a religion or, you know, a dictatorship, you know, they make people, they step people into fear and they can't do anything without permission. And yeah. that's how they, that's how they have that control what's happening. Yeah. That where our society is right now. I know yes. it was a big learning, learning um, lesson, not a few years ago was I, I was connected with my family and we had a big, a major issues. And I don't want to talk about that because that's my family's personal thing. Yeah. My personal thing. But the lesson from it was so profound that it took me about, about two, three and a half years of, of, of very intense pain trying to figure out my relationship with my family, my siblings especially, because, um, yeah, there was a lot of uh, conflicts or, or problems with, with our, fam our family, and I didn't know what it was, and of course, I wanted to be the best sister I could be, you know, I wanted to be the best, and, you know, I wanted them to love me, and all these, you know, yeah things from it and I it took me about two and a half three years to really understand maybe it was a little longer I can't remember the whole time frame of what it was but um, I had to realize that I wasn't I cannot please anybody no I can love I can love others yes. I can do my best to love but I cannot please someone no and that's exactly what you're talking about we yeah. have to be our our own authentic self yes and that that was a a, a tough journey and learning that one. Yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, for, for anybody, <laughs> well, you know, for everybody, because who do we look for approval from first? Our family. 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 Because that yes, we grew up with, you know, and, and, and yeah. this is why we you know when, when there's divorce in the family, a lot of kids will take it on as their fault because it must be something they did that caused yeah. you know, mom and dad to break up because kids are constantly looking for approval for validation, you know, good girl, good boy, you know, going on with yeah. family too. Yeah. Yes. And so, you know, it's, we look to that family, then what, what comes next, you know, it's the teachers, our peers. And then if we are part of a, a you know, um, a church, and then we look to that church leaders approval. And so, you know, outside of permission, what are we looking for next? Approval. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Right>? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had to learn that it would say the hard way and something it was very intense and very painful, but at the time, but the learning from it was so worth it. You know, like yeah. any, any difficult thing that we go through, nobody wants to go through the pain that we go through, but you know, they say like wisdom, wisdom isn't, you know, given to someone. Wisdom yep. is our experience. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. You can have the knowledge and anybody can have the knowledge, but the wisdom is to know how to use that knowledge. Yeah, and we, we do that from our experience. Yes. Go through and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, that, that's anyways, what life just, is about, going through the experiences. You know, be yeah. willing to take, um, you know, the hiccups and sometimes the flattening on your backside, you know, the cosmic two by fours. Uh, but it's, it's <laughs> how to get back up again. And there is always yeah. something to learn from it. And Oh, my God. It know? was definitely a, a two by four for sure when I went through. <laughs> but but it, it's so worth it. It's so yeah. worth it. You know, mm. like, like people want, you know, how, what is power? The power mm. is going within ourselves. And that is finding the, the joy, the peace, the love that we have within ourselves. But we can't do that until we you know, realize that, that it's not yeah. outside. <laughs> right. And, yeah. you know, free will, choice. Mm -hmm. People who, who don't make choices have just made a choice. They've made a choice mm -hmm. not to make a choice. And we don't always get to choose what's thrown at us. But we do mm -hmm. have a choice and whether we catch it or what we do with it. And I think that's something to understand. The power of our individuality and our free will is in our choices. Yeah. And, you know, people yeah, may sure. suppress us in some way, but we have the choice of what goes on in our mind and in our hearts, even if we can't yeah. physically do something at the time. Yeah, absolutely. But that is something we have to earn in a way, isn't it? It's, it's not, oh, you've got to earn the brownie points, but earn it in the way that mm -hmm. you may know the knowledge. Somebody's told you this knowledge. You know, you've painted yeah. by numbers this knowledge. But again, until you had some experiences, you don't truly understand what this knowledge means. And that is Oh, you have, you have to experience yes. it. Like, you know, like sometimes, sometimes I'll have some experience with something of so-called wisdom, but I give it to somebody else. 
And sometimes they'll just like really get it. But other times it's like, no, no, I don't know. And then two, three years, all of a sudden it's their turn and it comes. Yes. And all of a sudden they get their own wisdom. Yeah. And that's the way it should be because nobody should tell people how, how it should be done. They're supposed to be able to, you know, experience it yeah. on their own. You know, the whatever knowledge you're giving them is something you, they put in their backpack to take on their journey. And then somewhere along the line, you know, somebody was talking to me about that. Pull it out of the backpack. Ah, this is where I can apply this knowledge. You know, uh, so, yeah. you know, you give the knowledge and you plant the seeds, but how they grow mm-hmm. and when they grow is up to the person. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's what's so beautiful about, you know, real freedom. Is yeah. Experiencing on their own and not being forced into it. Yeah. Oh, this, this, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, oh, this whole thing is that we've got to fix people. You know, we, we look at society as if they're already broken where what it is, the system is broken. We're not broken. We're just living in a broken society. And, you know, that is what we're trying to, to live with. We ourselves are kind of born, you know, pure and, and, and uh, abundant and, and, you know, beautiful. And then we're trying to fit into a, a system that's broken. And like, you know, I know, you like had misery and you had despair and everything because you knew this wasn't your system. Yeah. Well, I mean, like the NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, you know, one of the things that they have a few different models of, you know, things that people that, that you, you come go by with learning. And one of the things is nobody is broken. Right. And the reason why is because every person, you know, who like maybe they do something that's wrong in, in the eyes of the world or for, or, or another person, or no matter what happens, they're making the best choice of what makes sense to them in the mindset of how they were conditioned yeah. or in their environment. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's right what they're doing. It's just to understand that nobody is, nobody is broken. They're making the best choice of what makes sense to them in their environment. In that moment. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and hindsight is twenty twenty. How many things do we look back on and go, oh, God, if I'd known better, you know, yeah. I wouldn't have done that, yeah. right? But that's yeah. what, what is life about. It's about learning. And to be able to look back and go, okay, yo, no, that wasn't a right move. I know better now. But not to beat yourself up because you made a bad choice with what you knew yeah. at the time, right? Yeah, to be able to even to, to shift or to change, you yeah. have to accept and acknowledge the past that we've had before we can change that. Yes. So, yeah. And, and don't you know, persecute yourself over it, you know, and, you know, oh, why did I do that? Because that's all you knew at the time, you know, yeah. and if you're always in exploration and, and self-discovery, then you're always looking to know how to do things better, how to be more, how to give more. And that's what the journey of life is about. It's about learning. And, you know, one thing that humans are very, very good at doing is judgment casting the first stone and you know quite honestly is there anybody that can cast stone that doesn't boomerang back on them in I, some I way? agree 100 percent with that you know it's so easy to look at somebody else of their of their problems but you know we have to first look at ourselves yes and, yeah. and, and the more the- we more we heal ourselves the better we can see somebody yeah i remember when i just left the cult you know like all i could see is these people are hurting me yeah. They're mean, they're hurting me. And as I began to heal, then I said, oh, I see them suffering. Yes, and they don't even know oh, it. They're, they're <laughs> feeling what they're feeling. And then you go even more and then you just love and you say, well, I don't want to be part of that. But right. you, you just want to love because of what they're going through. So it's all part of the process. Yeah. Of, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, as you said, your whole family left. So clearly at some point their suffering got to a point where they couldn't go through it anymore. But, you know, it's taking the horse to water. You can't make them drink, but leave them there long enough and they'll realize they're thirsty. Yeah. And, and I think like in anything that we're really, you know, um, a belief that we hold on to that's for so long, it's really hard to change it. Yes. You know, even whether it's a cult yeah. or whatever life we're in, there's things that we're, we believe, like whether, you know, a belief that, you know, my father did this and this, or my sister, we hold on to what they say and right. we hold on to, I don't know if this makes any sense the way I'm saying it. Yeah. But, well, they're still holding on to the pain, you know, of what, yeah, what well, was. Or it, could, or it could be just a condition of it. Yeah. You know, yeah. So said, said so, so we hold on and we don't know why we believe the way we believe yeah. that we do until we finally acknowledge it. That's the thing. You have to acknowledge it, don't you? You have to go, is this somebody else's coat I'm wearing? 
you know, because yes. I'm feeling way down. Uh, well, maybe I should take this coat off because this is not my belief. And, you know, and then you start feeling, oh, gosh, freedom. Yeah, I can carry me, on my shoulders what I want to carry. <laughs> yeah, for me, when I have a belief that I'm holding on to, what usually, I mean, it's, it can all be different, but a lot of times I'll be um, in a position where I'm feeling something that doesn't, there's usually some sort of pain that's involved, yeah. uncomfort, discomfort of some sort. And then when that discomfort comes, I just kind of like be, be, at, be at peace with it. I just be there and let, it, let me feel what's happening. You know, what am I feeling inside? You know, what's happening? You know, and as I'm there, sometimes, a lot of times, it just will come up that the answer will, will yeah. you know, something happened recently where I was having discomfort of something. And so I was like, okay, all right, let me just, you know, hold, hold tight and just let me see. Not, not hold tight, like tight, yeah. but. Be, be, be at peace with this and let me see what's coming up inside this and lo and behold you know this 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 um you know emotions of this i wanted my freedom there was a part of me that i felt like i was not free mm -hmm. and so i had to you know that was bringing this discomfort with things there was resistance in life because you know there was a reason behind it. it's like okay what is it oh i wanted my i want my freedom you know, probably because of my cult that I didn't have all that right. freedom. So it's like super mm -hmm. important to have my freedom, you know? So I was like, okay, so how can I give myself the freedom that I want? And that's what I had to go inside of me to find that freedom. Anyway, this is a, just, a, it's just an example, just in case if that encourages other people. I don't know. You have to allow, mm -hmm. right? You have to allow, you know, as I say, is our emotions are here to tell us they're an indication of the of what where you're at at that moment mm -hmm. whether it's anger joy despair depression whatever it is why are you in that emotional state at the moment and it's don't run away from it have a look at it what's causing it and then allow yourself to go through the process so you can release it so There's you know no tap into your emotions no yeah, yeah. yeah tap into your emotions but don't become emotional mm -hmm. about them right mm -hmm. because when we get stuck on an emotion we blow it up bigger than what the what it was there to tell us in the first place yeah well uh, the reason like you don't we don't want to um put the mind involved right the feelings, <laughs> the feelings are important you have to feel yes. the feelings because you can't if you don't feel it you're not going to heal it no 100 percent. yeah so so just don't get the mind involved like oh yeah he did this and this and mm -hmm. that's why it is yeah. oh she did it that no 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 just yeah. you know or how they did this and the boss did that whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> let go of the thoughts yeah and just go into the feelings and just feel what's happening like okay what's going on what am i feeling in there you know and that's where you know usually there'll be some kind of information that will direct, direct and this is the path that you've taken is helping people acknowledge their feelings you know feel them from yeah the soul, the heart, and the spirit, and not the head. You know, I call it the knowingness. Yeah. The, the head will know what it needs to know when it needs to know it, but you've got to listen yeah. to, you know, the yeah. heart and soul and the spirit's feelings. So this is the path that you've taken. Do you think you would have taken yeah. this path had you not had the beginnings that you had? What, what beginnings? Like what? You know, what you being mean? in the cult of, you know, that whole suppression of not oh, knowing joy. I don't joy. know. <laughs> I don't know. But, but this, this journey has been a long journey. Like, you know, from from when I, my first, like, the beginning of, like, okay, God, I, I don't know what to do, help, 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 I can't do this anymore, mm -hmm. to where I am now, and it's taken me, like, just only a few years have I really been understanding about opening the heart, I mean, mm -hmm. just recently, because a few years, um, and the before, it's like, okay, I feel, I feel, I feel, yeah. but I didn't really know what was really happening, yeah. you know, and where, where you're comfortable, you have to really feel comfortable in your own skin to be able to be in that space of, from the heart <laughs> yes and lead from the heart you know because a lot of people will go oh, yeah but i'll be vulnerable but that's the thing is if you're comfortable in your vulnerability mm -hmm. you don't need to be so guarded mm -hmm. and, and it's still a journey for me yes that, you oh, know? Yeah. like i i could see like wow how much i'm so much more open than where i was yeah but i still know that i have more to just really just surrender and just <laughs> i don't think people realize that actually the heart is what it's all about. Stepping yeah. into heart, coming from the heart. It's not about, you know, falling in love with a person or I love my job. It's about the love of life. It's, it's mm -hmm. about the love and the gratitude of what life gives you. It's being ignited from the heart and seeing everything from the heart. 
and that's where we talked about before the peace and the truth is yeah. it's when yeah. we see it from the heart we see it uh, and not from the mind because the mind will always find yeah. lack but the heart yeah. will always find abundance mm -hmm. yeah that's um it is a journey with that for sure i mean like i've seen so much how much i've changed as the years go by with it but to this day i still know that there's moments where i'm still in lack and then there's other times mm -hmm. that i'm in abundance you know yeah. where i just feel the whole so it's part of the, the process of it yeah but yeah. absolutely you know to be able to be in the space that you know i i am one with the universe and not mm -hmm. to worry about anything i mean that's, that's where the true truth is you come and then you have to kind of like yeah again? that's where the truth is yeah yeah, it's a process, but I, yeah, mm. I agree with you, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and you know, the thing is, is we are so conditioned as human beings to be afraid, and that's in our DNA, because, you know, in the past, there was a lot to be afraid of, and of course, right now, we're in this whole COVID thing, and so there's a lot of fear going on around, whether it's economic or whether it's health, you know, what's going to happen to society, you know, in this change, and the thing is, sensibility and concern is what needs to come up here you know be sensible they're washing your hands the distance the um you know the mindfulness um but also if we buy into the fear and the hysteria we're going to weaken our immune system and we're going mm -hmm. to start threatening the heart and instead if we step into heart and exude that love out to everyone that mm -hmm. vibration is what's going to reach other people isn't it yeah, I, I think it also can be helpful just to stay away from TV as much as Yes, can. yes, <laughs> yes. Because, because it doesn't say anything. Once in a while, we get little tidbits of something positive, but usually it's just all negative. And then we become in that environment of negativity. As yeah, well. and, and we know that it does weaken the immune system. You mm -hmm. know, this is um, the people that are vulnerable, you know, we, we, why, why do cult leaders have so much power? It's because they know how to step in to making people afraid. Afraid yeah, if they you know, go today. That makes sense totally because everything right. he did, he used fear. Yeah. Right. And so right now, if we buy into the fear of COVID instead of like, this is a global pandemic, we're all in this together, be sensible use your common sense, yeah. be respectful. We will get through this. But if we buy into the hysteria of the fear, then who are we giving our power up to? Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I totally agree. You know, um, the, this, I, I do see a lot of fear out there and I hear people say things like that. I, I don't personally watch TV with it, but if there was anything that I could share for myself and the world is that is just to live is, I, it's hard to say to be fearless because it's a lot of work to work to be fearless. <laughs> People say, you know, oh, I'm fearless, but I'm going to tell you, it, it's, it's work to be fear, free of fear. But if we, we can work through that and can realize, wait a minute, this is fear. I realize this is fear. I don't have to, uh, I don't acknowledge this. Just, I'm not going to buy into this. Yeah, I understand, you know, death has happened, you know, situations happen, but not to live in the fear. Mm. And also, it, as, as we're in a place of, of love, in a space of love, I think we can make better decisions with it as well. Like if we're, you're in a position where, you know, something's scary and unsure of how to handle a situation, being in the fear base, we're, it's hard to get any clarity with it. But when we're in a space of love, we can get a better, clear understanding of how to handle a situation. You know, and there's the fear, which is also the common sense. You know, don't go up to somebody and cough or have them cough on you, right? You know, that's the common sense. It's the artificial fear that we don't want people to buy into. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because that's, you know, how people get the one up on people is through the artificial fear. It always amazes me how you can have a crowd of people and there's one person telling them this and that and putting the fear in them. But if everybody stepped into their own heart, They'll be going, what are you trying to sell here? Because I'm not buying. But, yeah. you know, one per perfect conductor of fear can press mm -hmm. that fear button on all of us. This is where we have to be mindful and heartful yeah. of, uh-uh, mm -hmm. you're not switching on my fear. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a definitely a process for that. But, um, yeah, the, the more we can work through that, the more we can let go of the fears. I think if people were to realize... And people who've been on a journey for a long time, maybe they don't have as much fear. 
But um, people who haven't have not been on the journey much, it'll be very noticeable. And I, I don't mean as a judgment with it. I, yeah, I no, it's a process. process that way. <clears throat> it's yeah. their process. But um, <clears throat> yeah, but, but they haven't. They, all they'll, they'll see is the fear of, of the outside world, and and, and it's not necessary. If, if all of a sudden, if there was a a tiger was right there, there is the uh, fight and flight, fight yeah. or flight. That's the first reaction. That is the the, the sensible um, fear. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not even it's not even you don't have to you don't even think about. Hmm, this should not happen. Mm-hmm. That, that, not like that. It's just it's an instinct, an immediate yeah. instinct. How am I going to get out of the way so this tiger's not going to bite me? Yeah, <laughs> you know that, that's all <laughs> you're thinking. You're not analyzing who's right, who's wrong. How <laughs> you're, you're, you're not. You don't have time to think about that. Yes. You know? Yes. So it's not even it, it you call it fight or flight, but it's not even the same kind of fear. It's just you know instinct and common sense again right if i if i stay on this path i could get eaten yes and and everything else we have to let it go and just like but why do we not use that in our daily lives why do we allow people to have such control right exactly exactly Mm -hmm. so for me it's always about feel your knowledge don't think Mm -hmm. your knowledge yeah yeah i mean i guess that could work you know it's also you can just from the you know, the heart, whatever works for somebody, you know. Yeah, well, the feeling feel, is coming from the, the heart, yeah, the soul I mean, and the spirit. When you feel it, you feel the... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, that's, you know, the, the thing is you came from a physical cult and you had to, in your own self-discovery, discover what life meant to you. And it's been a long journey, but where you are today is at peace with your own heart and your own decision-making. Yeah. So, But whether people are coming from a cult or not, um, they've got to understand that there's a lot of cultish behavior out there either Absolutely. in religions in programming in society's dictation in political, political dictation yeah. yeah 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 so you know it's we've all got something that we need to leave and well, and it's one of the one of the things in the cult is that you have this you know even though it was very fear-based um it was a mentality of like oh we you know we, we what we know is more important was more right than somebody else yes that's a fear base that's an ego fear base to mm-hmm. think like, oh what i know is better than somebody else and that can be used with anything whether it's religion whether it's politics whether it's another country whether you know whatever it is to think that we're we're better and 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 that is also a fear base because we're afraid of seeing ourselves yes yes you know when we as i said when we're comfortable with our own vulnerability when we stop looking at perfection, what is perfection? Mm-hmm. I think perfection is people's imperfection. It's what makes them unique. And mm-hmm. what is perfect? It's somebody's uh, perception of what is perfect for them. The other person's looking at it from a different angle and doesn't see the same perfection you see. So, mm-hmm. you know, this word perfection is also something blown out of proportion. And this normal, what is normal? You know, and everybody and tries to beating somebody else up because yeah. you think that we're I'm more right than yeah. somebody else. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and no, that ain't normal. You know, it's uh-huh. uh, it's near thundercal. You know, it's caveman boink on your head. You know, it's cool. It's a cult. I'm yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And if you think about it, the cultish behavior has been around right since the the you know um, caveman era. We've always wanted. Maybe to be I wasn't. Like, I don't remember being there. But well, you know, the, the thing, but look at history. We love packs. We love to be a part of a pack. That's part mm-hmm. of the animal instinct. You know, survival in the pack. You know, one person taking that leadership role and leading the pack. We've always been that because we haven't been encouraged as a human race to think for ourselves. I think it's only now in this era that we're saying to people, please think for yourself. Please feel for yourself. Don't and, and not to judge someone else. if it's yeah, different. Exactly. And, and don't believe everything you see on the social media or the news. You know, mm-hmm. you know, there's always a smidgen of truth, but how much is it being blown up? The CNN effect, just take a pimple and make it into a volcanic eruption. You know, if you're buying the eruption, <laughs> you know, For before sure, you yeah. know, facts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I think a great deal of what we're seeing now, you know, we've seen the finger pointing for so long, blame, shame, everything else, but there's three fingers coming back on you. Mm-hmm. And, and so the accountability of your life is in your hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another thing, there was a really cool um, 
I, I, I totally agree with you. I just something came in my mind that I thought might be useful and helpful. Um, uh, Eckhart Tolle, he did, he did a, um, spoke for about, you know, 10 minutes about something right after the, the coronavirus and all this big fear was going on. And he shared <coughs> something that I was thought was very useful and really helpful. And, um, he said, he goes, I don't know. He said, I don't always read the Bible, but I'm going to tell you a story in the Bible today because I think this is very useful and really helpful. Please forgive me if I'm sharing this in his words because it's not exactly like it, but the right. message he sent. And he gave the story. He shared the story of um, um, the house on the rock and the house on the sand. You know, I don't know if you've ever heard of it. He goes, um, that. They, they built a house on the sand and when the, you know, the storm came, everything couldn't stand on its own. It, it fell. And so, you know, the, the story of building on, on a rock that when a good foundation and that when mm-hmm. any time that there's, there's a story in the Bible, um, it's it, a parable from Jesus, um, that when, uh, when the storms come, it has a great foundation and it doesn't fall. And he says that this is, this is our, our, our consciousness. If we if we are working on our consciousness that when this when this issue happens we're not going to be afraid and scared and and you know I'll be falling apart in the situation but if we don't have a foundation of who you who we really are and, and the foundations of consciousness within ourselves yeah. you know we are going to be falling <clears throat> apart in these um, difficult times and um, I, yeah I just thought of sharing it. it was really I thought it was a really useful um, thing he shared yeah I, I completely agree I kind of look at it as the the matrix of the forest you know mm-hmm. I'm this willow tree in the forest and through my years I have rooted deeply <clears throat> which reaches out to all the other roots in the forest as well my trunk has, has grown sturdy through the years and I have many many branches but they're flexible to blow in the wind and because of yeah. that I won't get blown over so yeah. in, and yeah. that's that's what experience and age and willing to participate in life and explore mm-hmm. comes from the deep and roots. healing and working through our yes. stuff, you know, yeah. really working through our stuff to find out who we really are. So when the storms do come, we can handle it. Yes. You know, it's okay to get blown about, but if you're, you know, if the core is strong, you know, all it is, is it's a good cobweb cleaning you know? yeah. <laughs> the wind blowing yeah. through, <clears throat> but, we're we're constantly reaching up instead of rooting down, right? Uh-huh. So yeah. those roots come in that, as you said, in that consciousness, in in the in the matrix of life. You know, with 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 us rooting with other divine, beautiful presences, uh, and mm-hmm. rooting with that, and realizing it doesn't matter if we are standing alone. Our roots show us we're never alone. Yeah, exactly. We're all one with the with the cosmos the consciousness yeah i mean you look at the trees in the forest that they're they're all different trees Mm -hmm. that thin ugly dying old fallen over new you know uh, but they're all considered extremely important to the forest Mm -hmm. and so if we look at ourselves as part of those trees in the forest you know our standing alone on our own is what we're meant to do to raise up towards the light but we're never alone because we're protected by the other trees and we've got the roots and the foundations and the matrix it's a great analogy i think it's a great idea too like not the more the more we realize that we are all one and connected Mm -hmm. that we that we can handle the situations better i i what the fear is me mine my own looking at myself you know yes and you know that is the unworthiness you know i'm not worthy i'm not this i'm not that there again it goes back to the human judgment of you know you you can only have if you're worthy you're only important if you're this and you know if we take all of that and just throw it in the garbage and go you know even in my vulnerability even in my youth even in my uh, rediscovery i am worthy right yeah, yeah I, I hope anybody who's listening to this um this video will know this or if they haven't known this to you know to to work on understanding that that they are worthy that we are all worthy we are all one we are all whole you know and it's our job to find all that 
within ourselves. Exactly. And I will say the best teachers are those that have gone through it. And I know that your work is, you know, the NLP and also the AFT, emotional freedom technique. You're a masseuse as well, which obviously at the present moment, you're not hands on. You know. <laughs> right. And so, you know, you're also looking, you know, when, when we get back to kind of life again, you know, having retreats in Costa Rica. Um, but what are you doing right now and how pe can people reach out to you at the present moment you know, in, this, in, this, in their own phase of discovery? Um, I guess the best way they can find me is on Facebook. I have um, a, pay, uh, a page that, that I have not, I have been neglecting. Please forgive anybody who has <laughs> been neglecting my page. But I do have it still and it's from the title of my book. My, the title of my book is called Inner Course. I think quiet, you know, slowly separate those. That's not one word inner course the journey of ourselves mm -hmm. and um and so that's, a, that's also the name of my page um my what do they call it page um yeah facebook page, facebook page. <laughs> yeah so it's um you can find me at inner course um and then i also have one on um, um costa rica hypnosis they can find me there and i think that's oh, is that i'm also on linkedin mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. and linkedin is under which name um rebecca joy hypnosis right I believe, I believe so so people can reach out to you right now oh, and yeah. just say you know i'd like to just you know know if we're fit or you know maybe just go through the nlp yeah. or the eft or just a conversation you know yeah, and, uh, or if they just want to share share their story or <laughs> if they need you know want some would like to get some ideas or or they are if they would like to get to know you know, hypnosis or NLP or yeah, whatever they want. If they want to reach out to me, I'm definitely available. And you know, hypnosis my, is my heart is to help. The best right, I can. exactly. We know that you come from the heart, and that's for sure. Um, and, and hypnosis is wonderful because, again, as you said, the old noggin gets in the way. And so, mm -hmm. the wonderful thing about hypnosis is that it transcends all that chatter and it brings out yeah. what really needs to come out. So, if people mm -hmm. are willing to go through that, it's it's quite amazing what does come out. And in yeah. in in that discovery of it's your blockage, you know, and it's like you can face it now and not be afraid of it and clear it and, yeah. and able to move on. And that's sometimes what we need to do is that we're carrying stuff with us that sometimes mm -hmm. we don't even know. It could be from a past life, you know, and we just don't know we're carrying it with us. And we need to realize that and be able yeah. to release it. If somebody has a lot of trauma to, to, begin, to begin the journey, it is very challenging but very rewarding. Mm -hmm. um, I know my first first few years, it was like I didn't know when it was gonna like like the the tor the tor torment. I want to say torment because it wasn't like I don't know if that's the right word torment, but it was very um highs and lows and mm -hmm. you know like Turbulent. feeling like wow I have I have an epiphany for something and then bam hitting all these deep emotions of. So I know in the beginning, it can be difficult, but it's, it is so rewarding. And, and if you want to talk about like, you know, being a, um, an Olympic, you know, athlete, they know they have to do their work to get to where they, they want to go to. Yeah. You just have to. And, but the reward is amazing to be able to go to these events and to, you know, the top of the game. And I'm not saying like being at the top of the game, but, but for ourselves, to be top of the game in ourselves, to, to heal ourselves, to to see ourselves, to know who we really are is mm -hmm. what it's really all about. Yeah, it's not about the gold medal. <clears throat> it's about the medal you've won within yourself because you yeah, went and did it. Perfect, perfect yeah, perfect example, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And your book, how do people find your book? What's the title? Um, of yeah, you can, you can find it um, on um, what's that place? Amazon. Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> um, Amazon the, is the best place to find it, yeah. And the title of the book? On inner course. Inner course by Rebecca Joy. Rebecca Joy, yeah. Excellent. And, you know, that's a good place to start. You know, we've got time on our hands right now. You know, read the book and yeah. then reach out to you because, you know, now you know your journey. And uh, the, as I said, the best teachers are those that are, have been willing to go through life because now, you know, the, yeah. the tools, the skills and the wisdom that you share, whether people are ready to use it straight away it's something that goes into their subconscious that's there for another day you know yeah. and uh, people can only go as fast as as they're willing to go or sometimes as they can go but you know having someone there but you don't do it for them but what you do is helping them gather the right wisdom and tools to use on their own journey of life 
Yeah, if there's anything to anybody, to somebody who's on the journey or, or wants to start their journey, is just to know that they are beautiful of who they are and that they are um, that they are loved. And it's so important that they find this inside of themselves because people will, will fail, people will disappoint them. But the truth is, is defining that they have all this within themselves. And it's not cliche, although it may sound cliche right now, <laughs> but if people can actually, you know, if they're in that journey, they've already been there or in that process, that is what it's all about, finding all this, this power within themselves. And I, I use, I've been using this word power a little more recently because I'm realizing that we think that power is like a powerful person or a powerful this. That's not what power is. And when a powerful, so-called powerful person goes out and has to use people and money to prove it, it's not power. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's a weakness. It's a weakness that they have to have these things to prove things yes. for themselves. Whereas the real power is that nobody can, can shake it. Like, you know, the, the, the rock, the, the, the house on the rock, it cannot be shaken. Mm -hmm. When somebody knows that the power of who they really are, you know, it cannot be shaken. And um, anyway, just as that. James Bond hmm. would say, you can stir it, but don't shake it. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, the willingness constantly to evolve. You, you never get to a point, okay, this is me now and that's it. I'm not going to evolve. You know, you will always, daily experiences will always bring about some revelations or some more discoveries. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. and it's not, you know, having to renew yourself all the time. It's just that lovely discovery of what else you can do and what else you really are. And yeah. I think that's what we all look for in life. You know, the self-acceptance, the self-love. Yeah. I am enough yeah. for me. Yeah. And I bring forth me yeah. to you to share with if it is to be. If you know? it works, yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely. Yeah. You got it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, as I said, whether it's, you know, literally coming from a cult or, or whether we've just found our life being rather cultish in, in the way that it's being dictated, this is a time to break free. And, yeah. you know, it's, as I said, the universe is here to shake us up, to wake us up, for us to step up and change it up. Well, that is on your individual life. Because if you don't like what's going on in society, then change your own perspective, change your own yeah. life, and then bring that forth to society and be a part of that change. Don't wait for society yeah. to change, because you yeah. are part of that change, right? Yeah. <clears throat> mm. um, so should people get hold of you through LinkedIn and Facebook or... Uh, is that the best way? Um, yeah, yeah, that's the best one. I, I, I haven't really gotten into um, the social media, you know, enough. <laughs> you know, I haven't really got into it, but it is available. And I would love to, you know, anybody who feels comfortable to co communicate with me in any way, I feel honored and I would love to communicate back. Excellent. Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. Thank you so much for inviting me. <laughs> and Thank for you. taking the, you know, the journey of realizing that, it wasn't enough for you and that you you had to step out into the abyss of the unknown in faith and in trust and in doing so you know you had your your falls and you picked yourself back up and you kept carrying on and kept discovering and then as you discover you turn around and share it with others and that's truly wonderful so thank you for doing that thank you <laughs> until next time folks remember it's up to us what our life is about. If we're dissatisfied at the present moment with where our life is, if we feel that we've been dictated to, not spoken with, then this is time for change. And don't be afraid of the change. Yes, it's uncertain. We don't know what's out there, but that's part of the exploration of being a human being. Explore your options and be willing to trust and take that leap. Until next time, bye for now. We hope you enjoyed the show. We look forward to bringing you more shows. Please go to selfdiscoverymedia.com slash shows and you will see the incredible lineup of genres and shows that we have for you. We are here to make a difference in your life. Thank you for listening.